0: Hey, it's Lula Menderson and welcome to the Sneyman podcast. Really hope you're doing well wherever you are. I'm chilling, I'm doing well. Just enjoying this cold African weather. But no matter how cold it gets, there's always a white guy who'll be wearing a short sleeve shirt, short pants and boots. <laughs> Not a dig on white people, but y'all don't feel the cold and it's okay. Y'all don't feel the cold and it's extremely cold right now. And speaking of the cold, let's get into today's topic, which is going to be a bit grim for a couple of people, but (laughs) let's just get into it. So as you know, there's always been wars in Europe, which makes sense because when you're living in a very cold climate, there are very few resources. So if you get some few resources from your neighbor, then you'll be sorted. Think about the late 1800s, the Irish famine, people starved to death just because of greed. Mind you, the famine was caused by their neighbors, the British. Since Irish Catholics were not allowed to own land, a quarter of the Irish people died because of the famine. They couldn't find land to actually farm. And two million Irish people died. Think about the Inquisition. How many white people died? There's always been bloodshed in Europe. It's not really shocking because most of the violence in the world is rooted in Europe. Think about all the wars that have happened. White supremacists are the most violent people on earth. I'm not saying Europeans, white people, but white supremacists. They they are the ones who are causing all the wars. I mean, ordinary people in Europe don't even know about causing wars and things like that. But the white supremacists definitely know how to cause havoc. Think about it all the problems, literally all the issues that we have in the world is because of the wars that have been happening, the destruction and white supremacy. As black people, we might think that the white supremacists, when they came to Africa, their sole purpose was to find black people. But slavery has been happening for millennia. Even the Arab slave trade, where many Anglo, pure white, like we're talking about white people from You know, Finland, you know, the whitest people you can ever find were enslaved. But the reason that most African countries were taken over is because in Africa, we are too damn diverse. I mean, even a small country, you might find that there are 10 different tribes. And if in that tribe, white people came and destroyed them, if you were from another tribe, you would think, oh, that's not my people. (laughs) Those are not my people. So why should I bother myself in saving them? The sad thing is that Africa was not really conquered by the European military. It was really conquered through deception. You know, they broke a lot of treaties and a lot of deals. They did it covertly. They sent missionaries, all these things. They had to trick us uh, for us to fight amongst each other. The different tribes would fight amongst each other. And at that time, they would take over. The transatlantic slave trade was just convenient for the white supremacists. I mean, it was not practical for them to take slaves from Asia and bring them to America. The ocean current made it easy for them to transport the slaves from Africa to the Americas. You might ask yourself, why didn't they just enslave the black people they found in the Americas? Actually, they did. (laughs) Slave ships are a myth. Let me start asking you questions. Where are all the slave ships they use to transport all these people? Because even in ancient Egypt, the boats that they they were using in ancient Egypt, they are in a museum. There were no motors in the 1600s. So how did they easily manage to go from Africa and back to the Americas that easily? I mean, it should have been extremely difficult, especially if we consider they transported like millions of slaves. Now, another question you need to ask yourself, how were all these people fed? Relieve themselves, sleep. Remember, disease was rampant in those days. Okay, besides disease, let's talk about the feeding part. Where would they get all the food to feed all those people? Like they have to transport 11 million people in the span of three years. How would they feed those people in those boats, if they had big boats anyways? Would they row those boats? Because they they would have to be big boats, right? So would they row those boats? Like, <laughs> what was happening? And remember, you'd be chained up for months, wearing the same clothes, and you'd be relieving yourself where you were sleeping. Literally, everyone would die in that slave ship. <laughs> Think about it. If one person is sick, everyone would be sick. Have you seen, like, have you went to Google and Googled, like, a slave ship? If you can see the illustrations, like, There's no way those people could have survived if one person were to become sick. Now, where are all the records of the slaves? Because you can expect these people were very good at record keeping. And why is it that on the 1800 census, black people were never referred to as Africans? They were either referred to as Negro or Indian. It's also funny that even in Africa, we have never even heard stories of the slave trade. Like African law, you know, folklore, legends, books, nothing. Like even my grandparents have never told me anything about slavery. You could say, like, okay, uh, African history is lost. We don't know anything about our history and all of that, but. don't you think we would notice 12 million Africans missing? <laughs> 12 million people, that's 12 million people. And that was back then. Even now, if 12 million Africans were to go missing, everyone would notice and it would even go through legends or someone would mention it somehow. But in Africa, there's literally no one that has mentioned the slave trade in any way, any capacity. There's no law that mentions the the slave trade. The only time that I've known about the slave trade was through books, through academia. Another question I have is, why is it that there is no census for the black people they found in the Americas? How many black people were found? There's not even a mention of black people being found in the Americas. I mean, this information, you literally need to dig for this information to actually know that there were black people in America. Like even today, most people don't even know that there were black people in America. Like literally no one even knows. I mean, there were statues, many statues, many pictures of black people in America back then. Like, so how are we supposed to believe the whole myth of slave ships? Most black Americans today refer themselves as aboriginal black people or foundational black Americans. So we can't really refer to them as African-American because even Shelley's Theron is African-American. If a person comes from Africa, even if it's a white person, if they go to America and get citizenship, uh, aren't they supposed to be referred as African-American? <laughs> you get what I mean? White supremacists wanted world domination and black people happened to be the main targets. In Asia, it was not that simple. I mean, they fought many wars and they knew what an invasion looks like. The Mongols, who were Chinese, had a very huge empire. So they had very heavy experience. Asians were very smart because when they encountered the Europeans, they knew their intentions from a mile away. That's why at the end, China closed itself off from the rest of the world and they regrouped and look what? they're doing right now. They're actually prospering because they knew what was happening and they didn't even want any Western influence. And what's happening to the world with Western influence? is in balance. It's in balance through wealth, culture. Like, think about it. Everything that Europeans have touched so far, everyone who they've touched, they've lost their culture, they've lost their tradition, they've lost everything. That's what the Chinese did what they did. They knew what was happening countries that never close up their borders they are really suffering their white supremacists are really strangling their economies china controls everything in their economy and they are copying what the white supremacists are doing they're taking over africa africa will never come right man (laughs) why us? why is it always africa Everyone was getting the smoke. Even Indians fell victim. But it's funny how the white supremacists didn't genocide any of the native Asians. But they wiped out all the Tasmanians who were black. I might be contradicting myself here, but hear me out. What if the hate that white supremacists have for black people was due to the Moors invading Europe, especially the Spanish, They were the last ones to get rid of the Moors, (laughs) which means they're probably more racist in Spain. Okay, note to self, never ever visit Spain. I wouldn't be surprised if the smallpox that killed the natives in America was actually genocide. Because when the Spanish took the maps and went to America... What makes you think they forgot what the most did? Because when they came to America, they saw other black people and be like, yeah, <laughs> we know you what your buddies did back in our homeland. We need to get revenge. We need to give you a couple of blankets and then we will see what happens from there. As I've said so many times, I don't believe that most white people are racist. As I've told you the story of Sophia Town so many times, Sophia Town was a mixed uh, race area. In fact, like before apartheid, right, uh, white and black people would uh, intermingle, they would mingle and, you know, do whatever. But during apartheid, obviously they had to separate everyone, which means... There were a lot of mixed babies at that time. So they had to classify those mixed babies as colored. So you do know there was a lot of love between black and white people. It doesn't matter whether there's apartheid, there's anything else. I know that most white people are not actually racist. But if you are living amongst racists, they feed you, clothe you, tell you, many black stereotypes. You'd actually believe them when they tell you that black people are inferior. You'd know it from a young age, you'd actually believe, it. not know it rather, but you'd actually believe that to be the truth because you were told from a young age. And these stereotypes are compounded by the fact that we are separate. They're still apartheid, like artificial apartheid not by law, but if white people are living in another area and they're well-off and black people are living in poor neighborhoods, those people will never interact and they'll end up believing the stereotypes. If a white person actually comes and lives in Soweto or amongst black people, that's when they'll actually realize, them. all the stereotypes are actually not true. You can take the most hardcore, hardcore racist, the, the most hardcore person you can think of, And put them amongst the people they hate. Trust me, by the end of that experience, I doubt that person will be racist. But I have to admit, um, it's a big ask to ask white people to fight against white supremacy. Why? Because if you're actually benefiting from white supremacy, your kids, your livelihood, and everything, how are you going to fight a system that at the end it will leave you starving? Okay, it's an un- okay, what I'm saying it's um a bit unjustified. Obviously, if you see an injustice, you have to fight it. But I kinda understand why most people are not really actively fighting against white supremacy. Like there's not even one white person that I know that's fighting against white supremacy, actively fighting against it. So you kinda understand because if they actually fight against white supremacy. They assume that all their wealth will be stripped away. If you're a white person and you're listening to this, ask yourself, are you willing to actively fight against white supremacy? Are you willing to actually risk everything that you might have to actually expose the white supremacists and actually, uh, you know, produce justice for all the black people that are suffering injustice? there's this other white family here in south africa they did an experiment so they exchanged lives with their maid so they kind of experienced uh the black experience they had the black experience and they knew from that day that this woman when she says she's late (laughs) she means it because taking a taxi commuting uh, to your workplace is very difficult uh, because we are put in a situation whereby transport is not that easy to get. Even if you get transport, for you to get where you want to go is really not that simple. Even though we have a um, very good taxi system here in South Africa. But some places, you can't even reach those places. And you might be late in the morning. There are queues and all of those things. It's not the same thing as maybe a wealthy white person. You just get inside your car and just drive wherever you go where you want to go that's the whole reason that ah oh, black people are never on time how will i ever be on time if i'm all in a taxi every day and you know i can't really predict if i'll get to work on time because anything can happen along the way so it's not really it's one of those stereotypes that actually people believe but i think nowadays uh, people are moving away from you know black stereotypes thank god So, yeah, man, that's the episode for today. I really hope you got something out of this episode. I really hope you got some knowledge out of this. Uh, If you want to do some research on everything that I said, man, like everything, you can really find it on Google, even though I'm saying that, uh, you know, when you are doing research, Google is not really reliable, but that's what we really have these days. Libraries, are there are very few libraries out there. In fact, okay, libraries. There are libraries. You can go to the library, but googling is the most convenient way for you to actually find information. But if you want to go to lab, the to the library, you can also do that. It's harder to get information from from the library, but at least it's more accurate information than uh, something you can actually Google. Because when I was googling the um, uh, famine, the Irish famine, right, the potato potato famine. Uh, I didn't find anything that has to do with British involvement in the whole situation. You it's very hard to find that. And even if they do blame British for the whole Britain for the whole thing, uh they never really said it, say say explicitly. You get what I mean? So even Google kind of um, you know protects um let me say uh, <laughs> How can I put this? It kind of protects white people, white people's integrity, let me say. It's never really that easy to find very negative things about white people on Google. Like, it's never really that easy. So, but anyways, in fact, there was a situation uh, where you would have to Google, like, uh, black hot woman or something like that. And Google will just show you a bunch of uh, porn videos. Like, (laughs) think about that. So I could say Google is, in fact, no, not I could say Google is racist because some of the things that you actually Google there, it's very hard to find like positive things about black people unless you actually search for it. You know, it's Google, obviously it's websites. But if it's something directly from Google, you have to get from Google You cannot really rely on that information. You get what I mean? But anyways, that's the episode today. I really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, You know where to catch me. All socials at Lula Manderson is the Snellman Podcast. For now, sharp, sharp.